You're listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. And kicking us off is uh, the AFC West. We're going to look at, well, all four teams are amazing, but we're going to kick off with (laughs) two of these four amazing teams, the Chiefs and the Broncos. I'm going to start off with the Chiefs, Matt, actually um, get you to get the ball rolling at the QB position. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just me and you, Kev. So this is this is going to be a lot of fun talking about, as you mentioned, we two, go. two great teams here in, in the Chiefs and Broncos going through different situations currently in, in, the, in terms of the franchise starting with the, with the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes now. Um, seems to have lost that consensus dynasty QB1 status that he's seemed to have had for, for the last few years. Um, obviously losing Tyreek Hill to, to the Miami Dolphins, you can you can kind of understand why. So, Kev, what's your feelings on that? Do you, do you agree that he's now sadly moved away from that, that QB1 in, in dynasty? And, and do you have any concerns for, for Mahomes entering 2022? Yeah, he's not my QB1. He's definitely still in that top tier. I think, first of all, it's not for any fault of his own, really. I think the fact that Josh Allen has been so amazing the past couple of seasons, it's not a case that Mahomes has lost the, the QB1. It's it's the case that Allen has, has won the QB1 spot in, in Dynasty for me. Um, I think he's done fantastically well um, over the years. Mahomes, he's got the highest ceiling. Um, when he's on it, I think... Well, actually, I'm going to take that back. He's not got the ice heel and it's Josh Allen, but he's got the highest floor. That's what I meant. The fact that as a passer, he is the best in the league. Um, there's a few people that could get close to him. Justin Herbert's one of them. I think he's got a ton of talent as well. But um, Mahomes shouldn't be outside your your top three, I think. Um, and I, w- I would have bumped him down if, even if he kept Tyreek Hill, to be fair. I think yeah. the addition of Juju is nice. He's got Kelsey, who is fantastic. They've had a sky more as well. Uh, other little bits of, who are better than the bits of lost MVS is is better than Pringle or, or Demarcus Robinson, whoever. Sky Moss, uh also better than those those two guys that have departed. So, um, yeah, he's he's absolutely solid. I'm not going to criticize anybody if they've got him one, if they've got him three. It's he's there for a reason. He's so safe. Um, but I do think Josh Allen deserves to be up over him. And personally, I have got Justin Herbert ahead of him. Um, maybe that's an Egypt reaction to losing Tyreek Hill. I don't know. But I'm there with Herbert. He's had a fantastic start to his career as well. Uh, he's done it in a tough situation than Mahomes uh, at a younger age. So that's where I'm at. How about you? No, I'm, I'm so glad that you said you had him QB3 because I was starting to, to worry. I thought you were going to say you had him in QB2, and, and which would be fine. But um, I've done exactly the same thing. I've knocked him down to, to QB3. I remember stating it on Twitter that I'd moved him down and I got a bit of a bit of flack from some people that I'd moved him down so to, to that QB3 spot. But um, yeah, just in terms of, of my homes, it was always that dynasty QB1 or right up there and it's for the reasons that you touched on. I feel like it's the floor with, with Mahomes is why he should always be around that range because we know there's upside there. We've seen it before. He's finished as the QB1 before. But then just looking at the last couple of years, QB4, QB4, QB7. So, as I say, you, you know he's that real safe quarterback. And in terms of, of dynasty and, and obviously fantasy football, that's that's what you need really from, from your quarterback. You want that upside. You want that ceiling, which which he does have. But then, 
also that that floor as well which is, is shown time and time again so yeah he should definitely be in, in the top three um as i say i caught a bit of flat foot for moving him down to three but i still feel those those three quarterbacks offer what i've just mentioned really that safe floor and then and then the upside as well i don't think he has the upside that that josh allen has i begrudgingly moved him up to my qb1 for for the first couple of years when when he came to the nfl i was so against josh allen i refused to believe that even when he started showing signs of improvement i was i was slow jumping on the train but yeah i mean the fact that he's gone back to back now i believe qb1 finishes yeah. um yeah he's got to slide in there just because of that that rushing upside that the passing upside um yeah josh allen's got it all and and obviously Justin Herbert as well that we spoke about the fact that he's shown out so well um, as such a, a young quarterback again he feels pretty similar to, to Mahomes really that safe quarterback that's got that upside a really exciting offense that you could maybe liken to to what the Chiefs was uh, have been like for the last couple of years the LA Chargers seem to be on that kind of uh, trajectory so yeah these three quarterbacks are the the top three they should definitely be in 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 a tier above the, the other quarterbacks anyway and yeah Mahomes still really love him still think he's a fantastic quarterback in terms of actual talent i'd argue he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in in the league but um yeah qb3 i'm happy to have him there and the the tyree Tyre kill trades obviously a knock against him but at the same time they, they've brought in some some new weapons now that, that i'm sure we're going to discuss it at length exactly and it's also that he's got some risk attached to the weapons and um, obviously he shouldn't put too much in the weapons but when they're as good as Travis Kelsey, um, can he keep it up? Probably, actually, because he is <laughs> he's a unicorn, but um, he's getting on in age. I think even if Tyreek Hill stayed, again, he's getting a little bit older for a speedy guy. If he loses a step, it's potentially more impactful than um, sort of a, a route-running guy. Um, Juju's got a one-year deal. So, that again, that's something if he... If he if he, if he has a great season, does he want to move on and get paid or is he actually stick around? So, yeah, there's a lot of risk involved in Mahomes, which sounds crazy because he's, he's the most talented guy. If we just talk about talent as a passer, he, he's the number one. Um, but, yeah, he's got to be in your top three. We're, we're not saying he's yeah. not. We're just saying um, he's not QB1 anymore. Yep. <laughs> one guy who, well, this guy should never have been a number one at his position. Um <laughs> I actually I was off this guy and then I got bullied into getting on him and it would have been the best take of all time to be fair but uh, we're <laughs> going to move on to Clyde edwards um the dynasty time bomb as I'm going to call him um, he, he was up with Jonathan Taylor in the rookie drafts he's slid and then he could have got back in and then he slid again there's been opportunities to move off him and to be honest I've moved off him in pretty much every league i might have one share of him i had four or five five or six at one point i've been getting rid of him for not straight up because i think if you're trying to get rid of him straight up you're, you're going to struggle i've been trying to hide him in deals sneak him in the back door get him <laughs> out and uh, just try and move off from where i can but um that, that's my practice i just want to hear about your thoughts on getting away from him. how do you trade him away what's the pivot down is there anybody ranked below him in ADP that's one question is there anybody below him but is there anybody below him you want to <laughs> trade down to and actually feel good about it yeah I'll just start by saying it, it's been crazy hasn't it with Clyde over today it's, it's funny that you spoke about you used to call him Clyde over it's hilarious and yeah it, it's just brilliant that he was right up there alongside Jonathan Taylor I know that there was a few leagues where I had the 102. I obviously I had Jonathan Taylor above Clyde over Um I will say I liked him as a prospect I thought he could be one of those 
there was guys that you could get later on, but obviously he landed in that situation with the Chiefs and the hype got out of control. But yeah, as I say, in those 102 spots, seeing Clyde over to Lego 101, me grabbing Jonathan Taylor 102, it's, um, yeah, I love him. I love him for that part that I managed to get Jonathan Taylor. But um, now just going back to, to him as a player and, and what I do with him, I mean, it's tough, man, because he, his value is, is it's fallen through the floor, basically. It's dropped. Just looking at keep trade cut, um, RB28. Um, it's about where I've got him to be honest in my rankings. I think I've got him RB29. Um, there's, there's, is there hope there? I feel like there's, there's got to be some hope. I mean, he's playing alongside Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think when he has played, he's, he's shown flashes. It's not like he's been downright terrible. I just think that the injuries have obviously derailed things. Um, and then the fact that he's had people coming after him and, and they've produced, and you feel like, well, why is Clyde Edwards Lair not done that? I think of guys like Williams that came in and and saw work in the receiving game. And you're thinking, why is Clyde Edwards Lair never really had that that shot at, at being the receiving back? So, yeah, there's still a little bit of mystery, a little bit of what the hell's happening with Clyde Edwards Lair. But just in terms of what I'm, I'm doing with him now in, in Dynasty, I'm, I'm still looking to to get off him at, if possible. But like it touched upon the the, the rank and, and the value has dropped through the floor and. As I say, just looking now at keep trade cut. If, if, is, is there anyone below? I mean, is is way down the list. So I, there's not there's not many I can choose from unless I'm choosing some guys that, that aren't going to have a role. Um, a name that maybe stands out in this one, maybe people don't agree with it, but Rashad White, I think, is a guy that I'd maybe potentially be okay moving off and, and going for for him. He's currently ranked RB thirty three on on keep trade cut. Um, in my rankings, I, I personally have White uh, a couple of spots above Clyde Edwards there, and and now I know that. If I just said that outright and said that I move off Clyde, I was there, a guy that everybody loved in in the dynasty community at one time for for a guy that's just been taken round three. Um, you probably think I'm crazy, but I feel like you've got to do that. Really, you've got to bite the bullet and just admit basically that that we were wrong with Clyde. I was there yeah. that the, the hype was was far too out of control. And and as I say, you just got to bite the bullet now. Accept the fact that you're never going to get that kind of value that you paid for him and just look to pivot off for it for somebody that can produce. And as I say, Richard White's a guy that I feel is currently being a little bit. Um, undervalued in, in Dynasty. He's got knocks against him, obviously, going alongside Leonard Fournette. Bit of an older running back in terms of his, his age as a rookie. So, um, yeah, that's somebody I'd look at, somebody that I, I like in this in this draft class at, at the running back position. I've got him RB4. So, yeah, that, that'd be my personal pivot if I could move on to, for somebody like Rashad White. Doesn't doesn't sound great now in terms of just name value, but I feel like, I feel like you're going to get more out of Rashad White in the next two, three years than what you could potentially get out of uh, Clyde Abertillo. Yeah, I think if you're purely looking at moving one for one and a little bit on top, yeah. uh, it's it is really tricky to try and get rid of him just based on the stink that's around him. But yeah. I guess if you've got him on a contending team, it's gross. But maybe moving off him and getting a little bit on top, uh, Damian Harris and a little bit on top for a one-year sort of yeah. stab in the dark. Maybe Damian Harris gets re-signed. He's he's done well as a, as a two-down guy. Um, but I do like the the idea of someone like Rashad White who's um he, he's got to, he's gonna need a little bit of luck to hit but he's a, a day two guy he's, he's likely gonna get a shot to have um a slightly bigger than 50 50 split in a backfield um or, or you could just really shoot the moon and think you know what there's guys like Tony Pollard like uh, Alexander Madison do you just hope that they get the job at some point in the future because if you're if you don't believe that Edward Zaire is gonna do anything now it, <laughs> Is, is he going to suddenly that like going to come on in two or three years time when he might be on his second team beyond the yeah. chiefs which would i mean that that'd kill him in the community because the chiefs are just such a such a um, hype spot i guess 
But speaking of hype spot, this this guy that you're going to talk about now, Matt. It, it, I mean, he's landed in the hype spot. I think he's pretty decent, <laughs> but I'll let you, you take it away on this one. Yeah, I mean, all these these wide receivers now that we're, we're going to talk about, the fact that they're on the Chiefs, they already get that that little increase in value just purely for being a Chiefs wide receiver. But um, we'll start with Juju Smith-Schuess, obviously, um, signing with the Chiefs this offseason, looking at Keith Trade Cook, currently the, the wide receiver 40. Um, I mean, this this question was set up for, for the guests that we were having on, and now I've got to ask you, Kevin, I know that you really like Juju Smith-Schuess, but um, I'm, I'm assuming, but are you looking to, to buy or, or sell Juju at that price? Obviously, bearing in mind he's just on that, that one year prove it deal really i mean if you made it wide receiver 20 if you cut it in half <laughs> i think that is that is the point i've got i'm super high on him um wide receiver 19 i've got him i, I do wow. favor i know well <laughs> <laughs> i do favor veteran production um so he's above all those rookies for me um i really liked him at pittsburgh i was trying to get into him towards the end of last season in the hope that uh he moved on or Big Ben ended up moving on, and it was both actually. Uh, I think when it when it got to free agency, I, I, I knew he was going to move. I like that. Then he signed with the Chiefs, and I like that. And then they didn't take that round one wide receiver. Obviously, Sky Moore is fantastic. Oh, I forgot one thing. One, one slight little bit of news: they traded Tyree Killaway. So yeah, it, it, he's going to be the number one in that offense. Well, he's going to be the number one wide receiver. Kelsey's still going to be the, the, the number one weapon, but I'm I'm still fully in on Juju Smith-Huster. It might blow up my face. It might, it might stink up the place, but yeah, just I had him that high before Mahomes. Uh, well, not that high, but I, he was on his way up before Mahomes, and then just all the factors, Tyree Kill, Skymar, etc., moved him up. So, yeah. If you find anybody that's got a mile and you 19, just let me know. <laughs> Uh, well, to be honest, Kev, I think you might be on your own with that one. Um, I thought I was quite high in my um, around that mid twenties range, twenty six, twenty five. I thought that was that was high, but yeah, you you've uh, you smashed it out of the park there with, with having Juju up that high. But it's hard not to to love the situation at least. I mean, the, the contract is uh, potentially a negative against him only that one year, so yeah, no real job security in terms of of long term being with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But like we touched upon, and we kind of mentioned it on a on a previous podcast before the Tyreek Hill trade was. The upside was there for Juju. If anything were to happen to, to Tyreek Hill, we were at that time we were talking about maybe injuries, but now obviously um, with Tyreek Hill moving on, Juju had that spell where he was clearly the wide receiver one there. Obviously now um, Sky, Sky Moore's been drafted in, in the second round, so there's now competition there again. But Juju's now become that veteran, that 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 more reliable, known quantity at wide receiver. So um, yeah, I still think he's really interested in the landing spot. He's obviously amazing in terms of his playing with with Patrick Mahomes one of the the best quarterbacks in in the league so there's definitely upside there we, we've seen that proven production from him. he was finished wide receiver eight obviously that was over with um the Steelers and alongside Antonio Brown so maybe that's a, a positive that, that they brought in someone like Sky Moore it's not all the the attention now on, on Juju Smith-Schuster so um yeah I, I like him I, I like the situation still only 25 years old do I feel like people forget just just how young he was when he came in I mean we've got to talk about Velas Jones that's just come into the NFL they, they played alongside each other <laughs> in, oh in college God, so I mean that crazy. just says, says it all about a how old Jones is but also how young Juju Smith used to it so um yeah like the talent like the situation that he's in um kind of in that prove it deal into one year deal so he's got to go out there and, and earn that big contract so yeah, I, I like Juju Smith-Schuster, especially for, for 2022. 
and this is a guy that's 25 years old. He, he was a wide receiver eight in his second season. He's been a top 20 wide receiver three times. So you know that that wasn't just a fluke season. Yeah. He's hit young. Um, he's hit a good standard several times. I think he's a sleeping giant, and uh, I'd rather just pay up now rather than than try and pay up in the future. That's yeah. that's just me. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how wrong I am in a year's time. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do love him, and uh, we'll, we'll keep it wide receiver. Uh, this is a guy that we both really like, actually, Sky Moore. Um, we've both got him ranked five in our in our rookie rankings. Um, I just want to know what what percentage chance you think that in a year's time, and this is if Juju's still there, what percentage chance do you think that Sky Moore is the alpha or the wide receiver one being taken in Dynasty Stabs next off season? Well, I mean, it's tough. It's all just assumption working, it really at the moment with, with Sky Moore. While I did love him as a prospect, and I would say that the landing spot, it, to be honest, I'm fuming about the landing spot because Sky Moore was someone that I was targeting regardless of where he landed. But now the fact that he's gone to, to the Chiefs means I've got to now pay a, a premium. But um, yeah, I think we, we've just spoke about it with Juju. He's kind of a guy that he tends to play better alongside somebody that. that that commands that wide receiver one spot and Juju being that number two. So I feel like Skymo's got that potential where he can fill in and, and become the, the wide receiver one in, in this offense or, or label him as the, the alpha, as you put it. So um, percentage-wise, I'd say it's probably over 50%. I really do. Um, really do like Skymo and the potential upside, the sky's the limit, all that all that jazz <laughs> that we, we keep saying in, in, in fantasy. But um, yeah, do really love Skymo. I like to touch upon. Got him as my wide receiver five. Um, the landing spot is... He's great long-term, playing with, with Patrick Mahomes for the next four years, potentially longer. Um, yeah, it's hard not to, to get excited about Sky Moore. I just can't believe there was a whole host of teams taking wide receivers. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to mention them specifically. Yeah. but the, You can mention the Giants. <laughs> yeah, the Giants. Um, I, I, think, I think the Colts as well. It'd have been, it might have been the pick before, mm. something like that. Just screaming out for a, a Sky Moore opposite Michael yeah. Pittman. Um, there'll be others as well, obviously, guys <laughs> that went above Skymore that probably shouldn't. But um, yeah, what you you was on him more than me before before the draft. I think um, I'm, I wasn't Nija moving up just because the Chiefs. I don't really care about landing spot. It's about draft capital for me, and uh, I really like second round pick. They did have two first round picks, but yeah. I've looked a little bit deeper into that. I, I know I threw a bit of shade at them for. <laughs> For doing that, but they picked up two cracking players on defense, which yeah. I think it was Cal uh, Afkis and um McDuffie, maybe the cornerback, two guys that had easily solid round one grades. So I can't be too mad at my old mate Andy Reid uh, for his uh, from his time in Philly. He, he, to be honest, the Chiefs smashed the draft for those first three picks. Yeah. They, they were all guys that was being mocked in round one, so fair play to them on that. Um, my percentage is probably lower, I think. Juju's going to stick around, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to say that he's, been, he's in my top 20, which yeah. is scandalous. But, <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on from the wide receiver room and talk about a, a wide receiver in a, a tight end position now. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, what, what an absolute legend he is in, in terms of fantasy, the, the dominance that he's had at the tight end position. Um, I believe five years in a row that he was the fantasy tight end one. Sadly, lost that title to, to Mark Andrews this year, but still finished the tight end too. So, I mean, there's no need to, to overreact too much to that. Um, but on the flip side, he is getting up there in age 33 years old. 
Kev, do you think we're potentially now beginning to see the the start of the decline? I mean, Titan two, it's it's one spot down from Titan one. Is is there another couple of spots he could he could maybe slide down next year? I mean, I was just just trying to gather my thoughts in and <laughs> I was thinking who could actually be the tight end one this seat just as a as a in dynasty who's got the potential for the tight end one um sort of this season or, or beyond and it's literally Kelsey Andrews Pitts that they're, they're the only three yeah. Kittle he's very overrated in my eyes um I can't see any of anybody else making that jump yet it, it might be even too early for Kyle Pitts. Uh, so we're going to discount them. Andrews or Kelsey is the question. And we asked it to Mags early on today, which seems like forever ago on stream one. But I think both the situations have improved in terms of what's happened around them. The fact that the Chiefs have lost Tyreek Hill, the Ravens have lost Hollywood Brown. I'm just going to go back to Travis Kelsey, I think. Just because uh, better passing QB, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I think what they've brought in it really complements, um, really complements the the rest of it. Really it's going to open it up for him. Obviously, Sky Moni's great deep. He wins deep. Juju, yeah, it does. It does win over the middle. But actually, a lot of the reason he was being used with a lower A dot is because of Big Ben. So I do think he's got the potential to to win in that intermediate and deep range. With the Ravens, with Andrews, he's got to be bracketed on every play. If they don't add anybody else, it's double, triple Andrews, maybe throw some cover over Bateman uh, and spy Lamar Jackson. That, that's going to be the game plan for a lot of teams. So he's close, but Travis Kelsey, to, to, to be the tight end one this season... In terms of dynasty, it, it, take your pick. It's Kyle Pitts one, and then one of those two, um, two and three. How have you got it currently between Andrews and Kelsey? No, I mean, I, I think you've nailed it, Kev, to be honest. I mean, talking in terms of dynasty and, and where I value them, obviously, Kyle Pitts has got to go in at, at that Titan one just because of, of the age and, and what he could do in, in the future. But then beyond that, who's my Titan two in dynasty? I've still personally got Travis Kelsey there as my tight end too. Um, as great as Mark Andrews is, and obviously the younger, the younger guy out of the two, the, the situation that he's in as well, obviously at the moment, he's it, it, kind of on that Travis Kelsey top pass catching weapon in in that offense. So um, there's obviously that, but I just feel like Travis Kelsey, the fact that he's produced year after year after year, and um, as I say, five years being the, the tight end one, the the one year that he had that we're going to label as a down year is the tight end too. I mean. Um, the guy's just an absolute beast. And then just looking at times that where he's missed games, I believe didn't miss a game up until this season. And then he only missed the one game through through injury. So even though he's getting up there in age, he still plays through whether he's whether he's picked up a knock or, or what, he still plays on. And, and the fact that he's only missed one game um, through, through injury anyway in, in the last five or six years just goes to show that I feel like he's still got plenty left in him. Um, we know the upside, the positional advantage that you get having somebody like um, Travis Kelsey on, on your dynasty roster so yeah for me he's still right there at, at the top anyway tight end two um, Mark Andrews right there with him at, at tight end three but um, both both great fantasy assets both giving you that positional advantage in, in fantasy and yeah hopefully Travis Kelsey can can continue to to that top tight end and, and before, we, before we carry on I just want to say Tom if you're listening 
Ravens fan. We're not throwing shade at Mark Andrews. Yeah. It's not a catfish. He's hey, really good. We've we've come around a little bit at least because I remember us slamming Mark Andrews not too not too long ago, really. So um, yeah, what Mark Andrews has done is fantastic, and there's no denying that he's is a, a top tight end in, in fantasy. But I still think Travis Kelsey's got a bit left in him. Um, before we move on to his next team, Matt, is there anybody else on the Chiefs that are worth a slight mention as someone to look out for, someone that you might be interested in? <laughs> Maybe we could try and get back into Tom's good books. I mean, there's a, a wide receiver over there for, <laughs> for the Chiefs. Uh, Valdez Scantling, this is a guy that Tom, obviously being the, the best ball player that he is, I'm not surprised that he loves uh, Valdez Scantling. Obviously, we, we've seen that those, those boom games that he has um, and now going to, to the Chiefs and, and playing alongside Patrick Mahomes. Maybe those boom games could become a little bit more consistent. So um, it's definitely an interesting guy. Maybe not somebody that I'm looking to to, to reach for, but um, I think the fact that you can get him later than these wide receivers that we spoke about, um, and then the, the fact that he's playing for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, um, yeah, I think he, he's definitely an intriguing guy. Um, linking it back to, to Tom and his, his best ball roots. If, if you play dynasty best ball, he could be a, a great player to, to have on your, yeah. your dynasty best ball league. Yeah, for a moment I thought I was going to get a Ronald Jones sighting, but um... <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, you can you can have your bit because I know that you love Ronald Jones, but yeah, I just think out of that backfield, there's going to be somebody. I'm not saying it's Jones. I'm not saying it's Ch. They're both pretty gross, but uh, there's going to be some weeks where they are used, but it's just it's just when, isn't it? Like it's yeah. it's too hard to predict. So no Rojo hype from me yet. Probably never again, but. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, I was just quickly having a look at where he is on keep trade cut. RB fifty. I mean, that's that's kind of worth a shot. I feel like obviously on on the Chiefs, we've seen backs that aren't named Clyde Edwards Lair have success. So yeah, and I think as well, like we're being a little bit harsh on Ronald Jones. He was he was smashing it. He was on course yeah, to be good. top fifteen, pushing towards running back one numbers, and then. Leonard Fennett does his thing and we never heard from Rojo again. So a little and bit. A young, a young prospect as well when he came yeah. into to the NFL. So if you're, if you're worried about the age in terms of, of running backs, Ronald Jones is, is still pretty young. So, um, yeah. Mm. We will see. But we're now going to move on to the Broncos, another exciting team in the mm. NFC West. It's a such a such a great way to start stream four when we're, when we're potentially flagging, but actually we're not because we, we've got all that adrenaline pumping. Um, Broncos... They made a big splash at QB. This was the missing piece for them uh, to really put them over the top. But also really exciting news for all the dynasty pieces attached to this team. Uh, Russell Wilson, he was the guy they traded for. Um, he actually fell as low as QB 15, a keep trade cut in January. He's now back up to QB 9, which is definitely where he should be um, in my eyes. But I um, just want to get your thoughts on the Broncos and um, sort of the move there. Do you think it's good for his dynasty prospects? Um, do you think he should have always been a QB 10 before we knew what was happening with uh, with the Seahawks and wherever he landed? Would it, is he landing spot proof as well? I guess is the, the question. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting with Russell Wilson. I seem to think back to to when the trade was announced. Me and you we spoke about Russell Wilson and how we felt about the, the change in scenery. And we, I think we both said that didn't really move the needle for us in terms of the offense he was going from to, to the offense that he's now moving on to. Um, both had, had capable pass-catching weapons. And um, yeah, at the time, it didn't really feel like it, it moved the needle, needle hold all that much. But the fact that you mentioned he went down to, to QB 15, 
that's crazy. I, I'd never noticed that he fell down to QB 15 and, and I can't understand for the life of me why he did that. I mean, you've just got to look back at his previous finishes. Obviously, last season was a bit of disappointment finishing QB 16, but beyond that, you're just looking at QB 6, QB 3, QB 9, QB 1. Um, QB 9, 3, 3 is always right up there as at least a, a QB 1 in fantasy and sometimes pushing up to, to being that mid to, to top end QB. So, um, yeah, it's crazy that he ever fell down to, to QB 15. Um, I think currently where he's at, if he's around that, that QB 10 mark, um, I think that's right. That's where he should be valued. And I think doing the stream from today has kind of opened my eyes a little bit as well to to the fact that we all get obsessed about these young quarterbacks, these these obviously sophomore rookie quarterbacks that, that come into the league. And while there's upside there, some of them you're kind of hoping that they become a Russell Wilson. So why are we not taking Russell Wilson? It doesn't make sense. The guy's only, what is he, 30, 33, I think. That's yeah. still three, four years. We've, we've seen quarterback, Tom Brady's 40, 45 or whatever he is. So um, while I don't think Russell Wilson quite goes that far, you're usually playing in that three-year window in Dynasty. Yeah. And I'll be shocked if Russell Wilson isn't playing in the NFL in three years. So why try and look for that Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson sat right there? So, awesome. um, yeah, my, my eyes have been opened a little bit today. We're, we're talking about all these these players. And, and yeah, Russell Wilson, he, he should definitely be a top 10 QB. Um, I think I've got in QB 9. And yeah, the, the situation that he's in, we're, we're going to talk about some of the weapons that he's got in a, in a little bit. But um, like we, we mentioned when the trade happened, the situation is still great in terms of weapons that he's got over there with the with the Broncos and yeah I'm just excited to see what he can do over there maybe they they let him cut him loose now and let him throw the ball a little bit more than than what Pete Carl did over at, at Seattle and yeah it's going to be exciting to see what he does next year yeah I've just checked I've got him QB9 I think mm-hmm. I think actually when the news broke I was a bit worried that the community might bump him up thinking yeah he's moved from the Seahawks to the Broncos and that's great but I mean you're comparing DK and Lockett to Sutton and Judy. Firstly, I'm taking DK and Lockett on that respect, but mm-hmm. um, I think QB9 is absolutely fine. He's going to be playing on a better team. He's going to be controlling games as well, so um, whatever he wants to do, he can. Um, and, and just about the age thing, you know what? He, he's seen as a bit of a rushing QB, but he's a wonderful passer as well. Yeah. He's, he's not like you. In fact, I'm not going to throw shade at anybody. We're doing this, <laughs> this stream charity. I'm not going to be awful to any QB, so... Um, so yeah, QB nine. He shouldn't have never been out of the top ten for me, but yeah. um, we're going to now come on to a guy that, well, he's had plenty of hype. It's mm-hmm. dampened a little bit. It, then it goes up. Then it dampens again. So, who we talk about now, Matt? Yeah, we're going to talk about Javante Williams, and it'd have been great to have a, a guest on for this part because I know me and you, I feel like we're on that similar <laughs> kind of of uh, wavelength when it comes to Javante Williams. He currently sits as the RB three on on Keep Trade Cut personally. That's still a touch too high for me, given the situation it is in, what what is shown um, as a rookie. So, yeah, Kev, what's your feelings on on that value? Have you got him there, or do you think it's um, a little bit overblown where he is right now? I can tell myself a story both ways. Um, when we was talking about Swift earlier, being running back two, it, it, it does kind of feel gross because it's the top of a tier, mm-hmm. and if you said Javante's running back six, you'd be buzzing. If you're saying he's running back two off, you kind of like, oh well, it's it's a little bit too expensive. I think he's up there based on potential, and so Swift actually. If you look at the pure numbers, uh, yeah, Swift was top ten uh, in fantasy points per game. Javante, I don't think he was close to that. I think he just hope just open for that full backfield, and he's not going to get it this season. Yeah. If you're playing on 
your short windows, do you, do you take a gamble and hope that a guy like Brees Hall actually gets the full load, which we obviously don't want for Michael Carter, but <laughs> there's that sort of, and I've used this phrase a couple of times today, re-rolling and, and seeing, is it better? It, it is tough. I, I actually don't see many trades with Javante involved because mm-hmm. I think the owners that have got him, that they obviously value him really high. The, they don't want to move off a 22, 23-year-old running back. Uh, I think the only way the wood is moving up. And again, it's even harder to make trades for, for Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, I, I don't see many trades with Javante. It's probably roundabout right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very close between sort of two and five, two and six uh, with Javante in there. Um uh, the, the only caveat I'd say is if you if you're not fully in on Javante, just move off him to ETN in the first because ETN's a better <laughs> prospect coming out. Yeah, I mean that that was a lot of fun when we spoke about ETN a little bit earlier on today. But um yeah, Javante, you kind of nailed it to be honest, Kev. Uh, mentioned about DeAndre Swift and being the top of that that tier tier two and that's exactly how I've got it. Uh, Swift is, is my RB2 in, in that second tier. And then Javante Williams, I've got him as my RB6, but he's still that tier two. He's the bottom of that tier two. So then on the flip side, it becomes if I can get him, he's a tier two guy for me, get him at RB6. That feels good. Obviously, the value is not quite there. So that's why for me, Javante Williams is kind of a tough one at, at the given price of RB3 because I feel he's a touch low, but then on the same side, he's in that tier. So um, I'm not going to go crazy and say that. I'm not going to get him at that price because... Is, is in that tier two for me. But um, yeah, I know there's loads of metrics that that on um, PFF that you can go into about Javante Williams and that that rookie year. There's some stats that really stand out. Don't have them in front of me um, first hand, but I know that his efficiency was was amazing. It was just the, the opportunity, obviously, that he had over there playing with with Melvin Gordon that, that kind of took the shine off it a little bit. Everybody could see. We, we saw it all over Twitter, didn't we, Kev? Every time he had yeah. those big runs when he was just bullying guys, bullying defenders. Um, yeah, everyone was getting super excited about Javante Williams. Why is he not the the, the workhorse in, in this backfield? But obviously, they see something in Melvin Gordon. And he had a, a great season in terms of fantasy. It was pretty much dead down the middle, 50-50 in terms of opportunity, production, uh, in terms of numbers and, and fantasy. It was pretty 50-50. So, um, yeah, there's obviously a reason why they brought Melvin Gordon back. A lot of people thought it was going to happen. It has happened. It's kind of a, a damper on, on Javante Williams, but he's still such a, a young running back that's, as I say, he's shown the efficiency that he can have with the, the limited opportunity. And yeah, everyone's rightfully getting excited about that potential opportunity. Sadly, not going to get it in this this upcoming season. But yeah, long term, I think he's, he's a great running back to, to have in Dynasty. Yeah, and you mentioned excitement there. That just ties in really nicely with the next game. I'm going to talk about Cortland Sutton. Um, he flashed mega promise early on his career as a top 20 wide receiver when he was tied to the uh, the all-pro Drew Locke. Um, lol <laughs> but yeah just just want to know with Sutton if you think he can get his career back on track has he got the potential to hit another top 20 season this year with Russell Wilson there as well yeah I mean this is another really interesting one of Scott and Sutton kind of lost the, a bit of value last year with and um, like you mentioned the fact that he was playing with, with Drew Lockett it wasn't great but now everyone seems to be falling back in love with, with Cortland Sutton he's, he's obviously shown flashes in in previous years and now getting that elite quarterback in in Russell Wilson yeah I think is if you if you're looking for a, a way that a wide receiver bounces back this is the ideal situation getting that improved elite level quarterback and obviously going from the the Doug quarterback that he was, he was contending with in, in previous years so yeah this is the ideal situation I think he can potentially bounce back and be a top 20 wide receiver 
Um, we spoke about it at length uh, today on the streamathon. Obviously, it's tough to to get into that top twenty wide receivers just because the the amount of talent that we've now got at wide receiver. It's it feels th- there's just so much of it really in in dynasty, and there's a, a load of guys that you can make a case for getting into to the top twenty. You could probably name 35, 40 guys that you think could sneak into to the top to top twenty. So. Um, yeah, well, I think it might be tough for him to, to do. I think the potential is definitely there. Um, as I say, the, the quarterback situation is is key to this. And I feel like Colin Sutton is one of those guys that can be a red zone threat. So you're getting those touchdowns. And he's got the production as well in terms of uh, receiving yards. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got to got to say I agree with Matt. I think he's he will be a top 20 wide receiver this season. I think he's, that's... I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say I'm hundred percent certain, but I'm pretty sure if he, if he's injury free, he's gonna he's gonna be the man. Um, I guess my pause would be, what if the the Broncos' defense is elite again and yeah. the sort of pace of play drops? Um, they've got a new coach there, so we don't really know the tendencies as to how that's going to be when um, when you think about the Packers, where it's come from. Aaron Rodgers, he just seems to milk games and. <laughs> Because he's so good, he doesn't need <laughs> doesn't need to play at a fast pace. He's uh, uh, and it's not saying Russell Wilson can't be that guy, but um, there there is that there is a bit of risk there with that. There's also the fact that people are expecting Jerry Judy to make a step, that Albert mm-hmm. to make a step, all these bits. So I personally think he will be a top twenty wide receiver, but small doubt that he's not. Um, I've got Sutton. Well, I had Sutton on a, a team that's in a pretty decent rebuild then. I actually moved him for a, a 23 first, which Love I was it. pretty happy with because it's just mm-hmm. a lottery ticket. It might be it might be one of the wide receivers uh in that draft. It might be an absolute killer QB or running back as well. So I just thought, you know what, I really like Sutton. Yeah. I'm not actively looking to move off him, but if someone's gonna throw a 23 first at me, I'm gonna snaffle out big time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest ever guy, but I know for a fact that that 2023 <laughs> class is absolutely stacked. So no matter what range you get that that 2023 first, no matter if it's late first, um, you're still going to get a quality player. And, and if somehow it becomes an early first, yeah, I mean, wow, love it. Yeah, I think it's a an interesting move uh, with him being 26 going into age uh, 27 uh, yeah. very soon. So we're going to keep it a wide receiver. Um, there you go, Matt. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about someone, didn't really get to talk too much about Joe Judy, but I feel like both of those guys are, are guys that people are really excited about with uh, Russell Wilson coming into to town over in, in Denver. So I thought we'd, we'd switch it up, go to two of the other wide receivers over there that maybe don't get the the hype that maybe they should be, should be getting. So there's Tim Patrick over there and, and KJ Hamler. Um, Kev, you probably know you probably know my answer to this one, but um, <laughs> are you targeting either of these two guys in, in Dynasty now that, that Russell Wilson's there? You do love your deep guys, Matt. I'll give you that. Um, KG Hamler, truth, I believe. Um, I like both of these for in the best ball format. I think mm-hmm. they're interesting. I don't think Judy's going to miss any time. Um, if he did, that'd be huge. I, I like both of them. Tim Patrick was brilliant last season. His profile coming out is it, it was terrible, to be fair. Um, not not fast, uh, not not great in any, any overall or in any particular area. So he's done really well to carve out a career. I don't think he's dropped a pass in his life. Um, that might be a joke, but yeah, I, 
it's going to be tough to find out when you're going to play these guys without an injury. If if they're if it's a deep roster and you've got them on there and there's an injury to say Sutton or Judy, which isn't out of the realm possibility because of both missed time previously. Yeah, you can feel confident to stick him in a flex spot and see how it goes. But I I do struggle just to think. You know what? It's it's four wide receivers, two flex. Am I going to stick to him, Patrick? In? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but. You can probably find that production on on waivers uh, in in most leagues. Sorry to say, uh, what what are your thoughts on on these two guys? And if if you want to go, I can talk Judy as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, let me talk about the deep guys first. You? You just mentioned that. I must I must I play in a I must play in a load of, of deep fantasy leagues because I always seem to be getting excited about these these deeper guys. Maybe it's just because I'm playing. In, in leagues that have so many bench spots that I, I get excited by these guys. But yeah, KJ Hamley, you've mentioned it before. He's the guy that, um, in terms of, of a dart thrower later, a guy that I really like. Um, I think your profiles are quite similar to, to Tyler Lockett. We know the success that Lockett had over there with yeah. uh, with Russell Wilson and now with Russell Wilson coming over. Um, yeah, I really like KJ Hamler. People forget he was a second round pick, albeit not with this, this coaching staff, but obviously there's draft capital there. The, the thing that's against him and and rightfully so is, is the knee injuries that he's had i believe he's had two knee injuries now in in two years that he's he's played so fully understand that that's definitely a, a concern with kj hamler but i just see a bit of upside there with him like you said though it's it's going to be tough to, to have any faith in him unless either we see some early production from him where he's getting a more um steady level of volume or as you say if, if one of the top two wide receivers goes down but yeah out of the dark throws kj hamler but since we've got a little bit of time we might as well talk a little bit about jerry judy um, yeah, another wide receiver on this offense that that's really exciting. Personally, I have him um, above Cortland Sutton in my rankings. I believe you're the other way around, so um, it'll be interesting to get get your thoughts on him. But yeah, a guy that's not quite hit the heights that we're expecting. We know he's one of the elite route runners out of the class that he came from, and even just in terms of the entire NFL, to be honest, he's right up there in his route running. And yeah, with with um, Russell Wilson coming over, I feel like he's in a, a real great spot at the moment. So yeah, have you got anything to add to, to Joe Judicov? Um, <laughs> not loads really I, I just think like it's really hard he's not hit the first two seasons really he was like Hugh, um, wide receiver 47 48 year one and then obviously the injury season last year it's just really hard for me to get as excited as the community have I think as a prospect he was great he's not showing it the first two years people are going to bump him up the costs they're still in on him as a prospect. They're still in on him because of Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, I, I you know me, wide receiver wise. I like to just yeah. go for guys that have proven it. And uh, if if 26, 27, 29, 30, I'm not, I'm not fussed. I think there's definitely potential there for him to to smash. And if he ended up like Deontay Johnson, it wouldn't shock me. But He's miles away from Deontay Johnson in my eyes right now. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you make great, uh, great point, obviously, about the, the age. I think it's only really running backs where we need to get super hung up on on the age. I mean, the wide receivers, there's longevity there. And like you said, yeah. why not go for that proven proven talent? Even if he's 26, 27, you've still got three years. As we talk about, that tends to be the, the window that we aim at in, in Dynasty. So, yeah, I can I can fully get behind that. And there's definitely wide receivers on, on other teams that had I'd take over Jerry Judy. Um, it's been interesting as well in, in the recent weeks. Obviously, there was that whole issue with getting getting arrested and, and what was going on there. I mean, that was a potential nice little window to, to buy him if you could buy him because 
and um, people seem to to think that that was something bigger than it was really it turns out yeah. that uh, the way it looks i've not seen too much recently but it looks like that's something of nothing really and, and jerry judy should be there to, to play week one so yeah that was that was interesting that was a little bit of interesting stuff that happened in in the off season with, with judy but yeah as i say like both of these guys with, with russell wilson there mm, i wonder if you like both of these guys uh <laughs> in, in the current spot now we're gonna wrap up the uh the broncos with the tight end spot um albert o lot of hype for him after no fan was traded as part of that deal for wilson um but actually when you look at these guys they're going back to back now in 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 rankings that keep trade cut there's fan and then albert o i think the broncos taking dulcich uh has pumped the brakes a small bit on albert o um no fan people are going to see is attached to drew lock or Geno smith and probably uh, they might fade him even a little bit more. I'm not too sure. So uh, these are back to back. I just want to know who are you taking in Dynasty? Are you taking the current tight end for the Broncos in Albert O or the former tight end in Noah Fant? Um, this may surprise some people, but Noah Fant for me is, is the guy that I've got above um, out of these two. And actually, by a fair little bit, I've got uh, Noah Fant, my, my tight end 11, Albert O, my tight end 16. So there's a bit of a gap between those two guys. Um, I think it's funny that you mentioned Noah Fant obviously going over to, to the Seahawks and mentioning that he's, he's playing with Drew Locke. I mean, do you know who his quarterback was when he was over at Denver? I mean, <laughs> there's there's not a great movement for me in terms of, of quarterback play because he's got basically the same quarterback. And if it's, yeah. it's Geno Smith, I mean, while not not great, um, no worse than, than Drew Locke for me. So um don't think it's a terrible move. It's, it's a lateral move, but I don't think it's any worse. Um, obviously, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett over there in in terms of wide receivers, and you could argue that they're they're more talented than than what he had over at Denver. But um, yeah, I personally still got fan over over Albert O. Like you touched upon, Dulcich going to to the Broncos kind of put a little bit of a dampener on on the hype that was building around Albert O. And, and while I still do think that he can he can have a solid year, um, he's still got them same issues that we, we mentioned with Noah Fant when he was over there. That there's competition for for targets with the wide receivers that they've got there. So um, yeah, personally, I've got Noah Fant a touch higher. He was far higher uh, recruited in terms of where he was drafted in the NFL. I'm um, obviously going in in round one of the NFL draft. So, yeah, no fan for me. I think talent wise, he's he's better than Albert O. So that's that's how I've got it. So hard is this? Like, I've just looked at my rankings, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I, I've not updated my tight end rankings in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell a story both ways. To be fair, I think obviously Fant's got the 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 caliber, the pedigree. He's got a, a new opportunity. We don't know how highly the the Seahawks rate him. Was he a throw? Was he someone they requested as part of the trade? We're not sure yet. Albert Owe was getting the hype. It's now under a new coaching staff that's took a, a tight end in round three with better draft capital than Albert O got. So. It's really tough. Uh, I've got Albert above me in my rankings, but you know what, Matt? I think I'm going to have to switch that round. And it, it does pay me to say it because I ain't giving you any credit at all. Uh, <laughs> this, but, uh... <laughs> this could not have ended any better, Kev. I mean, we, we've gone through this on his own. And the fact that right at the end, I managed to sway you. There's no no better feeling than when you convince somebody to, to change the rankings. So I um, love that. <laughs> oh, it's nothing you said, but I just want right. to... <laughs> No, I think um, yeah, just just purely, it's just do you know what? if they didn't take Dolchich, it probably would be Albert O. But 
that's just giving me the signs that, yeah, it's a new coaching staff. I've took him. Dolchich can't block, so that's one worry. Yeah. Um, to be honest, they're yeah. both kind of similar, both athletic yeah. tight ends. It's what we're... We like in fantasy, we know that's what can get you that upside in, in fantasy, these athletic titans, both really great athletes. So, um, yeah, I think they're both interesting in terms of, of fantasy. Going in that that range, really, though, that we, we don't quite like. Um, obviously, Albert was a, a little bit lower than than where Fant was previous and, and now Fant's slid down to that that lower range. But, um, yeah, two two interesting guys for sure. And, yeah, it could be a, a nice little little bet that we could have who finishes higher, uh, Fant or, or Albert <laughs> We're both picking fan out, so well, yeah, true. Yeah, now, now that I've convinced you, yeah, <laughs> now that you've convinced me, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we'll, I mean, coin flip, really, but yeah, we'll, we'll coin flip's a phrase we might associate with as next guest, actually. Um, but that's just a tease if you if you watch it on the stream. Um, like we did on the Chiefs, we'll wrap it up with uh, I'll just come back to you. And is there anybody else on the, the Broncos you want to talk about Melvin Gordon, maybe or somebody deeper we've not discussed? <laughs> well, I mean, we've gone pretty deep with the wide receivers, so there's not a great deal to talk about there. But I think Melvin Gordon's worth a, a quick mention, obviously, going back to to the Broncos there. It's a, it's a shame, like we touched upon when talking about Williams, that he, he's gone back there and kind of killed all that hype that, that all those dynasty players love in, in terms of Javante Williams and, and taking away that opportunity. But as I mentioned last year, played really well. I believe he was a, a top 20 running back in, in terms of fantasy. Um, now goes back into a similar situation. I'd imagine Javante Williams gets a little bit more of the, the share, obviously, last year coming in as a rookie. Maybe the, the Broncos were, were kind of easing him in a little bit, being that, that rookie running back. But um, yeah, I still think Melvin Gordon's a really interesting guy in terms of dynasty. He's going to go dirt cheap just because of how old he is. I believe he's 29, maybe even touching 30 when, when the season starts. And, and that's basically ancient in terms of, of running backs. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy that you can you can scoop up later on as a... It could be a flex guy and on the same page, um, a great handcuff if anything were to happen to, to Javante Williams. Um, yeah, it could be, could be really interesting. And where he's going in your dynasty draft spot, running back three, running back four, maybe even later, depending on how ageist your league is. <laughs> First of all, he's going to give you some standalone value. Um, some weeks, uh, by weeks, he's going to going to get going to contribute. But I think the thing as well is at that price, you know, if Javante Williams goes down, you've got probably like top fifteen running back, running back one type guy. So. Yeah, and I just had a quick quick look at keep trade cuts. Sorry, where his his ranking is RB forty nine, and and then you just got to look at the <laughs> wow. the rookie the rookie running backs going above him: Samir White, Brian Robinson, and and TDP as well. Obviously, over at the forty nine ers all those guys going above him. Brian Robinson, stop I mean, it! <laughs> tell me about it, Kev. I mean that that's crazy. If, if you're looking for production, th- these are guys that are going in the third round of your rookie drafts. You can throw a third round pick and get Melvin Gordon. Like you touched upon this. That potential upside of anything we're talking to, to Javante Williams, but even if not, you've still got a, a potential flex player there in, in Melvin Gordon. Indeed, indeed. So, do you know what, Matt? I think we've absolutely smashed the Chiefs and the Broncos. Absolute pleasure, mate. It's, it's been brilliant. Me and you back together. OG, loved it. When you have the wild card, you have the power to change the game.